1: Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror
0: still in Amityville, bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, factory,
1: red eyes, low beam, dog man, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptical of what I see, voodoo, hoodoo in New Orleans, thunderbird, swamp thing, is it real, I was wondering,
0: typical, skeptic show, typical, skeptic show. Okay, so we should be live. live and um, hey guys welcome back to another episode of the typical skeptic podcast oh i guess it's going to play skeptic podcast i have two fascinating guests with me today it was an idea of mine and indigo angels to put this meeting together um who i have with me are two of the top uh le- leading researchers and like you know metaphysics alchemy consciousness um our, our current timeline and uh my co-host today is going to be indigo angel you guys have seen her on my show before many times i really believe she's bringing forward some of the best information and my main guest is going to be Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, the uh, great granddaughter of President Dwight David Eisenhower. Um, she's a global alchemist, uh, researcher, medical, and intuitive astrologist. She's internationally acclaimed speaker who's presented her work worldwide. Um, she's, she provides exopolitical information about President Eisenhower's administration that has been largely held in secrecy. She is considered by many as by one of North America's leading research and experts in health. Exopolitics, alchemy, metaphysics, astrology, and galactic history. Laura works to free us from the 3D holographic time loop, false arconic systems, and military-industrial complex exposes hidden agendas so we can take our power back. Feeling a calling regarding her mission since she was a child, she has gained incredible insight through her wilderness adventures, psychic development, and she's been connecting major dots to how to guide us to the Earth energy. She has a deep understanding of the Gaia Sophia, our divine blueprint Christophie and how they connect with venus transits earth grids global alchemy dna and et races her passions inspire unity consciousness and bring us back to the zero point unified field and the totality of our divine powers and i want to give them both a big warm welcome to the show indy laura thank you for coming on my show how are you
2: great good to be here thanks for having me nice to meet you <laughs>
1: Yeah, thanks, Rob. This is great. I'm really happy that you were able to put this together. I'm so excited to be here with Laura. I really feel like you're a living legend in the higher consciousness community. So it's really good to meet your acquaintance and get to talk to you today.
2: Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Truly great to meet you and talk to you both. Gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So Laura,
0: you were were on my show before. though. I think we kind of got into like, um president eisenhower's administration and kind of what happened with the griotta treaty but like i was wondering do you want to like kind of rehash that for people that might not know like what what kind of happened, what really happened like what treaties were made with et's and like where they maybe if you have any information on where they're at currently i mean i know it's kind of probably up for speculation because we don't really know if there's treaties with et's but kind of like what you hear through the grapevine or anything like that
2: yeah i I I've learned so much, and a lot of stuff has come through recently, a lot of new information. Mm-hmm. And basically, there was uh, – some of this, though, uh, could get us banned, so I want to be careful with your channel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but should I just just share? Are you comfortable with me just saying whatever?
0: Um. Well, I mean, if you could try to use codes, that's cool. Yeah. But I mean, I...
2: Yeah. Okay. So – that something happened in 1952 under Truman's administration, which was basically the major surrender agreement uh, that took place. Um, and this was after Project Paperclip. So things that happened, events that happened after the Second World War, uh, and, and all that we, you know, kind of hear about, it, it's a very confusing period, right? You hear about first contact, with the Nordics in Eisenhower's administration and the Griotta Treaty with the Grays in 1954. But in actual fact, uh, Eisenhower had a relationship with Val Thor. And Val Thor, from what I've heard and why I say this confidently is it's coming from numerous sources. One particularly, uh, I just want to mention, his name is Dan Cooper. He's the senior advisor to the Earth Alliance. And when I met him, I mean, I don't want to go into the story, but I mean, we've been back and forth for like two years. He'll answer any question. He's not looking for, you know, any anything from it. I've even offered like, you know, Do you want me, to donate for your time. This is awfully kind. He's like, no, the guardians won't let me. I need to give you this information on communities, you know, and he's given me all the information about his background and why he knows the information he does. And he says he's the senior advisor to the Earth Alliance. So he says that Eisenhower had a connection with Val Thor, and actually Val Thor warned Eisenhower uh, and and that administration about the Nordics and the Greys. Right? Mm-hmm. Some of the narratives being spinned that we hear are that the Nordics warned Eisenhower about the Greys, and in actual fact, Val Thor, who kind of went rogue, because there was not intervention agreements between a lot of ET groups and the uh, Nazi Draco Alliance. That. Uh, there wouldn't be, like, interference. The Nordics were actually in alliance with, you know, the Nazis, and, and there's a lot of information about that. So the whole deal of uh, Valthor's process kind of went rogue and um, assisted Eisenhower in understanding what was actually going on. So a lot of cover stories and false narratives have been steered that have said that Eisenhower signed a treaty, right? But in actual fact... MJ12 did it behind his back. There was an unconditional surrender agreement that took place in 1952. And after Project Paperclip and just the failed mission of Admiral Byrd and uh, Antarctica and all the infiltration that came with that, these projects and all the projects of MKUltra type things and things like geoengineering and just multiple things that I can name. Um, yeah. Uh, the shadow governments have their hands on alien technology and they blame for it and so when he was in contact with val and before that he started to establish things in secrecy um, to counteract it like the earth alliance the white hats and the us special section called ike's force and this was all sort of the positive military um Uh, which did uh, missions like invading uh, Dulce underground base, not the one that Phil Schneider talks about the Dulce wars that came later. This was a a different attack on an underground base. And there have been numerous attempts to like take out like the grays connected to uh, the USMC special section that Randy Kramer was a part of. So it's crazy because being in this field, right. You know, and being in this family and being recruited to go out planet and, layer upon layer and like thinking like, okay, I think this is it. It's like, oh, no, no, it's not it. (laughs) There's more. Like intuitively, I felt, okay, there's more, there's more. And then the synchronicities just line up. And like even Lisa Renee, energetic talked about uh, in Roosevelt's administration, Crowley, Hitler, and Churchill
1: Mm -hmm.
2: made the deals with the race. You know, by the time Eisenhower came into office, it was just like, wow. He warned us in the final... But he put a lot in place to kind of safeguard uh, what we're up against in the here and now, which is war on consciousness, which we're seeing. And in his speech, he did say uh, knowledgeable and alert citizenry is really what is required because they shut down even Valthor being able to help us. It's really up to us to awaken and uh, like really see where we're being duped and manipulated. So I'll kind of leave it at that. I know that was a big start. I hope that's... All good.
1: (laughs) It's got my wheels spinning just a little bit. I'll be honest. Um, Some of the things you just touched on, Lisa Renee, um, I've looked into is the Yellow Book or the Yellow Cube technology. Like I I guess this was looking glass. Mm Yeah. Well, um, it's called a Yellow Cube, and I guess it was yeah, looking glass technology. That could see into the future through the grays that was somehow installed uh potentially in the capitol building this is where they uh, keep it is behind these particular types of reflection pools um but that it came in during eisenhower's administration um so it's just interesting that you're saying there's all this like undercover manipulation that was going on um leading up to all of this? I don't know if you've heard of the yellow cube technology or have heard anything about Yeah, well,
2: the, yeah. the looking glass technology I heard about in 2006 because when they recruited me to go off planet, that uh, technology was actually brought up in the emails before I was researching the stuff or before I heard this from whistleblowers or people that actually talk about it. When I started listening to like Project Camelot and I realized, oh my gosh, people are talking about these kind of things. Um, that's when I started to become public. And they used looking glass technologies to actually target me in a past life. And that's how they set me up with the partner to try and take us to Mars. And I was pre-targeted b- before birth. And that's the technology that they yeah. utilize. So um yeah, yellow cube. There's also Orion's cube. And um so yeah, Lisa and I have a lot of conversation about this kind of stuff. Um, but there's a lot that Dan Cooper has brought clarity to me on about uh, you know, these sort of things that uh, has, has opened up a lot too. So, so I'm like all about connecting the dots. Right. And having an open mind and not having a fixed belief because there are so many layers. There's so much disinfo. There's so much um, you know, trickery, to make it really, really difficult for us to really have like the full, full disclosure of like what really happened. And the reason it's important is because we want to understand, you know, where we're heading. And when we think about a time of disclosure, we want to make sure that, you know, we're getting the truth. So, um, the false narratives that are being steered are are pretty dangerous because when Mm -hmm. we look at uh, where they might potentially lead us, we might end up, answering to um the wrong kind of you know beings i mean and this is why the awakening within us and us getting up to par with ourselves and our truth and our advancement is crucial so that we can navigate this with great discernment um because there is so much compartmentalism and there is so Mm much um just like different tactics to kind of rewrite history and change the disclosure narratives and um And we're in that window we're in this time right now where uh yeah the more we know the better and to have these kind of conversations the more clarity we can have and yeah so it's been like the journey and you know
0: i was gonna say i was gonna say that brings me up to something that's like kind of going on today that like i think we've all like been like privy to or we know about is like i've had a lot of guests come on my show recently and talk about the new age deception like And I'm not calling anybody out or anything. I'm not saying anybody's doing it like that's that's in our community. I'm just saying like that it it exists and that like I know like Indy's not afraid to cover. She touches on some like really cutting edge topics. And and I know you do, too. So I'll ask both of you, like, what do you think about like a lot of the people that are coming out and saying that we are facing like a, a new age deception and maybe like the ETs that are that are in our consciousness aren't. Maybe the best for us that that we're that maybe we're up against like it with some maybe really some evil ETs. Does that make any sense or or no?
2: Yeah, it's on. Do you want to go Indigo?
1: Yeah, I was just uh, processing that with how I wanted to respond. Um, I think there is a ton of it um, in the community. To be honest with you, um, I think it all goes back to the original fall of Atlantis and goes back to the distortions of the CDT plates with Toth. Um, and that, because even when Laura was just talking, I was tying in the um, Force breeder programs even to some of the stuff that she was saying. I could almost see in your past lives that you were a part of the Force breeder programs. Um, no? Uh,
2: I wouldn't. I've done so much past life work and I, mm, but keep going, keep
1: going. Okay. Okay. There there was a reason why I wanted to touch on that for some reason. Uh I felt the energy coming in. Um, but it, it is almost as if everything is tied to everything, right? Everything's connected. Um, but yeah, I think there are particular groups that are definitely, um, promoting particular agendas. I think there are fine lines of interception that people can't see. There's a lot of technology that can link into our brainwaves, artificial intelligence being one of those things. And so the manipulation of the fields is, I mean, on some next level stuff that's always going on you know, through, I mean, this is even black cube technology. So I mean, it's, it's all of it is um, hard to definitely differentiate through. Um, But yeah, I haven't been too like fond of groups like the Galactic Federation, or I haven't been too fond of um, groups that, you know, Um, promote things like artificial intelligence. Like I I personally feel that the entire med bed thing that was going on, that that was, there was a lot of deception within that. Um, And I think people say things that want to be spiritual leaders, that want to be these gurus that want to speak out and have these followings and maintain this particular type of hope based on a particular narrative that's you know, a popular narrative, but they don't want to like really express the truth the true nature of quantum physics and just like you know how things actually work like the whole 3d to 5d ascension timeline it's kind of like you know like in 5d you're fully ascended 3d you know you're not but really that's it's negating the totality of our multi-dimensionality and the truth about our universal laws of polarity and all these things so it's like there's just there's just sets of distortions within each one of these layers of reality fields that exist And um, it's just kind of like where you're encapsulated within it, like where you're essentially aligning vibrational to that. And maybe that's serving your evolution in some way, like to be within a certain framework of understanding. But as you keep going up in your capacity to understand more, um, you realize that there's more traps, more snares, more tampering, more deception at these higher levels and layers and that the whole galactic framework of everything is just, um, and it's another drama that ensues. It's another Absolutely. warfare.
2: Yeah, really well put. And that's totally it.
1: Um, Yeah,
2: I, I don't know if you wanted to say something before I maybe speak to that or if you wanna.
1: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah,
2: I mean, this is the thing, just just sort of imposter energies. It's, it's just like everywhere and any kind of deception or artificiality is just us externalizing everything. There's something outside of us that um, we are contending with that is is here to save us, is here to give us a solution, here to give us a technology. We are the most advanced technology. We can be the override frequency. All these dark technologies are based in imitation. They're based in harvesting and siphoning. Mm-hmm. They're based in putting out a frequency that will... Um, and train the mind when it's vibrating at a lower level to be engaged in to the point where, you know, it starts to get assimilated into this artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it can't think for itself anymore. It loses its soul matrix. It loses its intuition. Um, it's its direct connect with, uh, you know, source energy. And, you know, we know our galactic memories were wiped out a long time ago and that our junk DNA isn't actually junk DNA. So as we move through these adversities and these gatekeepers, it's an opportunity to rescue and, and 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 reveal the fullness of all that we are but people tend to have a fear response and keep externalizing things that's why they keep getting trapped and snarled in the false solutions that come through the new age deceptions or um mm-hmm. certain uh maybe et groups that are going to come in and you know here it's like the problem reaction solution you know there's holographic technology that can like make a a very dark re- Draco look like a benevolent light being. Um, and people are channeling things that they don't necessarily know where it's coming from. And it sounds all wonderful, right? It kind of seduces you in just sort of like when you meet the narcissist they are charming at first and you're just like hooked. And then next thing you know, wow, you know, you're disempowered and it's abusive and it's deceptive. And then how do you get out of it? Right. So I agree with you. I mean, it's a part of one soul evolution and journey to face all these things, maybe have to live with it for a while, a few lifetimes, God only knows how long of like being, um, maybe enslaved or or experiencing it to then overcome it, to show the way out for others. I mean, there's all sorts of agreements and scenarios and callings, um, and, and just also, you know, hijacks and capturings and kidnappings. And, um, but we all kind of like face it. And, and that's part of the, that dark night of the soul, moving through all these layers, deprogramming, detoxing, going through this transformational cycle and, and, and finding your truth, your truth frequency and activating, removing the seals because you've gone through that gatekeeper that is like Mm -hmm. wanting to trick you, you know, it'll trick you with either fear and like sort of that haunted kind of demonicness, or it'll trick Mm -hmm. you with, uh, the, the, um, We got the answers. We're gonna fix this, and and this is the way it needs to be. You know, the minute you have to uh, give your thoughts away to something else and believe in something else, and something's telling you this is what you need to learn and adopt. You know, that's all indoctrination. I don't care where it's coming from. You know, maybe when you're a kid, you know, like you know, guidance. But you know, but we know children are are guiding us. They're our teachers, and and they've got extraordinary things to share. So. You know, authority, control, and and no matter what forms it shows up in, we have to like be very discerning and look at it and ask us: Does it really, you know, mm-hmm. serve me, my health, my well-being, my ability to regenerate, my ability to heal? It's like we have it all within us to learn and understand. So the lower Saturn would be tyranny and control. The higher octaves is self-mastery. You know, overcoming these obstacles and recognizing that um, it'll push us to the edge so that we can just like remember okay if we're facing nothing but deception are we victims no it means that we need to turn the attention on all that we have left which is ourselves to fall back on mother earth creator in the multi-dimensional cosmos and true source energy everything else we need to cut the cords and sort of unplug ourselves from mm-hmm. you know and, and and take what resonates take the good parts of it But leave the rest behind, right? You know, if you got indoctrination, uh, indoctrinated in the school systems, you don't have to throw away that education you got just because, uh, you know, you find out that you got duped. You don't need to compromise yourself and stay in that job just for that paycheck. Use those skills, redirect it. and and utilize them on your own terms as a sovereign being, you know, and it's just really about checking yourself, just like we do in our micro world when we're in friendships or relationships or even with our own family members. What is toxic? What is controlling? What is abusive? What is um, keeping me from being able to be all that I am? And so all these diagnoses, all these pharmaceuticals, all these projections have really done a number on people's self-esteem that they're raised into believing are like their identities, like, oh, I've, I've got this and 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 it's like we gotta turn it all around. There's a lot to heal.
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree. Did you
0: wanna read me?
1: Well, I think that's one of the reasons why I developed some of the sessions that I've developed um, with the um, I Laura, I did I did um uh, a session that I did to remove the forest breeder implants, which has a lot to do with like the female wounding from the original core world wounding of Lumiria and Kauai, Hawaii, which was like 22,000 years ago, which is when this original matriarchal, um, you know, conquering basically happened and took place where all the women were displaced to Nibiru and to Mars and, you know, were required to force breed. Um, so we did a session just removing a lot of the wounding um, implants, like seeing them in etheric forms, like in the actual womb, like seeing fleur implants, seeing um, all these particular things that just continue to plague the body. Cause it's like, yeah, we do all this work we do all this like redirecting things back to self, but then you realize there's other holographic like implants and architecture in the spirit body or in the light body that can um, you know, be released. And one thing that really came up is cause I'm kind of designing the masculine counterpart to this session and um realizing the king of tyranny implant like that's an actual implant in the masculine field or the masculine templating and it's so funny because it's coming in up with the coronation of king charles i think on may 6 and i'm like wow king of tyranny implant like if they're not reinserting or recycling that implant to run collectively it's almost as if those implants are running through grid systems in the ley lines um similarly to crucifixion wounding all of that but there's these deeper layers that then impede upon really it's the crown chakra of the masculine templating but it's also the root and um so it has a lot to do with like their sexuality as well like finding a lot of these implants like in the prostate in the semen in the testicles even like hedonistic implants um all of these type things like pornography implants that just... So imagery programs, all of it. Yep. And then it, it, it's absolutely
2: like all connected. And so when those things are installed, like those implants or these, you know, seals or frequency fences, some of the seals were put for protection, but the actual fences are implants. Um, we run into it in outer life, right? We see the outer manifestation. That is when we can begin to neutralize and dismantle the weaponry. How how do we interface with it when it actually shows up, when that frequency actually shows up in physical form? The false king of tyranny archetype, for example, like mm-hmm. you just said, mm-hmm. sexual misery programs, any um, kind of... Uh, just um, energetic signature that is in that implant that is gonna like mess with uh, the the mind and how it thinks yeah. and how it operates. It's like it's like a mind virus, right? So our consciousness is so much more powerful. So in those moments that one is confronting, you know, that, that's where the siphoning and harvesting is because this is a parasitic system. AI is 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 a parasitic system that needs to siphon and harvest our energies for it to even operate on an artificial level. Where does it get its energy from I mean, yeah we call that energy back to ourselves and and just the true planetary grid network and the way it's supposed to operate by doing the inner work within ourselves you know that is how we dismantle this dark weaponry we have to have the consciousness to override it by tucking in with the higher mind and our freedom of thought and our ability to question and feel when something and, and just, you know, and, and it's a lot to unpack, like you said, you know, working all that stuff. So I didn't mean that, like, when you said in the beginning, like, you know, that I might've been a part of that, I'm sure I was. And I didn't mean it. I was just like, Oh, you no know, don't worry about going through reading because God only knows. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's like it's so conscious and so awesome to hear somebody that is so aware of like all of that because the ethereal implants, you know, especially the fall of Atlantis, we're talking about the Lemurian Holocaust. Also uh, was in the base of our skull, to keep the eighth and ninth chakra, the infinity spiral from being able to circulate so that there'd be major spiritual warfare and attack the minute we start to cross um, that barrier uh, of the net into our galactic consciousness and remembrance, which activates our dormant DNA, which is everything that they're frightened of. So all the psyops, all these different attempts is to um, keep us looping Uh, and digressing because we hit that wall and instead of leaping over it, we feel defeated. We feel exhausted. We get snarled back in. And, uh, and that's the spiritual warfare. A lot of people are like, yeah, I've been attacked. I've been targeted, but you know, that's a part of like an obstacle that you have to breathe through and overcome because once you overcome that, then you're pretty much untouchable. It's like beating a video game, right? Every level that you get to is harder. Yeah. And then eventually you can beat the game. And once you beat the game, you don't have to go back into the game. You're done. (laughs) So once you like all the matrix programs and you become the override frequency, you literally become an activator for others. And that's, uh, you know, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, how do the, how do these implants get installed? Like, is this like secret space program technology? And is this like, is the inevitable, like outcome for like loose harvesting or like, what, what do you, what do you guys think about that?
2: Like, I think there's a lot of mechanisms. I think even through food and injections and abductions and, but go ahead Indigo.
1: No, I agree. Definitely food was one I was seeing cause I was scanning into the male body, just looking into particular reference points that I have. And one thing I was seeing was like estrogen implants and how I was seeing it looking like, was like over accumulation or abundance of six-sided geometries that would like build up in the dna and also in areas of the body where estrogen would naturally build up like in the endocrine system and in the um chest um where they would like grow actually grow breast tissue you could see it like holographically or energetically i think again that's that's one that's not something that's, that's environmental, it's also through food, it's also through, so it's like there's there's different ways in which these implants can come in. But I mean, overall, um, I'm not really too sure. I know in Atlantis that it was done through the selenite pylon implant network, so maybe they use crystal technology to install some of these particular implants and seals that they've hijacked certain levels or important areas of crystal technology where they can run it on particular ley lines that simulate at certain grid points where it can actually create like a net, a netting of emissions of this. I also think that Um, It may come through particle accelerators that this technology, I think, also was through the fall of Atlantis that this has been going on for a very long time and that these accelerators run up underneath the ground. I think ancient Egypt, they had accelerators underneath the ground Um, and even currently and where CERN is, I think that they run biblical distortions in those accelerators. I mean, it's altering the magnetic field um, so they could run, you know the loop cycles collective loop cycles of particular wounding to replace such as holidays like holidays we celebrate these particular holidays like easter and things like this this reactivates crucifixion right Um, it's all
2: the inversions
1: yeah all the inversions
2: absolutely yeah and like nephilim reversal grid and just you know the ley lines connected to like you know the cathar and albion body the
1: yeah. The Stonehenge property. probably wasn't
2: a very is like uh where the Sons of Allele and the Eleventh Stargate, all that energy, you know, and the wormwood and 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 Nibiru, and all that is like linked to this sort of Anunnaki, you know, you know, invasion, the, the rebellion of their genetics being healed. They, you know, wanted to remain like 10-strand DNA. They changed the tree of life to 10 spheres. It's supposed to be 12. And, and, and you can even see it in the manipulation of different sacred geometries. And the dodecahedron, you know, in reversal, which is the ether, is very much the symbology of the inverted pentagram, you know, so that the elementals get contaminated um, is the result, really. Uh, but I could go on with that. But yeah, absolutely. Like just all these different areas and and and, and, and like you said, how how they can kind of like reinstall something and reboot something that you think might've been cleared. That's why we have to be so diligent with like constantly doing energy work, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm doing JCL removals on myself like monthly. You know, um, I just think it's such a powerful clearing um, in terms of enslavement wounding that can come back in um, and just kind of, <laughs> you know, make you feel the, the loss of your connection to the abundance um, and self-worth and all of that. So yeah, I think J-Seal removal is a really important clearing to do. But yeah, um, it's, it just, oh, yeah, it's pretty intense, isn't it? There's so much with this. Um, one of the things that I was seeing with the the masculine body was the um, Dawn of Time emotional seal, that this is connected into the heart, like it's an implant in the heart that also goes into the ears and it runs in the ears, So that way there's like a a blocking technology that doesn't allow emotional tonal resonance. They can't hear it. Um, And then also it places veils behind the eyes actually. So it's altering the way that they're seeing um, emotional connection and things like this. And that this all is corded to the obelisk system. It's all corded to the obelisk Mm -hmm. network in the world. So where they're over-sexualizing, patriarchy, domination and control where all that's taking place through Vesica Pisces alteration, right. basically blocking that geometry, yeah. um, which I think ultimately is the Metatronic implant, right? That's what is blocking the flower of life, the true natural, you know, spiraling flower of life and creating a rigid structure, I think is by placing that implant into the seed of life. Wow. 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 This implant goes back to the seed of life. <laughs> this goes back pretty far.
0: <laughs> so, so here's a here's a basic question. Does it, do we do we have these? Do you guys know do we have these since birth? Or I mean like I guess Laura, you kind of answered that. You said we get them through abductions, food. But I mean, like, when does it when did we start noticing, I mean, like that we have them? Like I'm not real experienced in this stuff. So like I'm just trying to think of basic questions people would have, like, and then like how do we go about getting them removed? Like
2: I think some people have them and they're fine about having them uh i i used to go to joan ocean's retreats in hawaii and but she had it removed but it was actually an implant that she felt she had was having benevolent contact with you know and elena talks about an implant that was put in her brain and it was from the grays but then it got upgraded by the palladians and but you know, at the same time, you know, it can that get hacked, right? So we have to just always be very discerning of what kind of information comes in with anybody that's working with implants. Uh, if if uh, you know, some people just notice it, you know, they've had adoption experiences. I've like dealt with a lot of clients that'll be like, you know, a certain part of their body, they'll feel like a chip or they'll feel something in their body. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 the 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 implants though, they they really require that your neurology, your belief systems, your energy centers, and, and what that implant is attempting to do is literally like, it'll start to like create tentacles and like really begin to overtake the body. Like you, like, because it like links into your biology, like you form like a relationship to it. And the more you're unconscious to it and you're in agreement to what it is sort of dictating or, or, or controlling in your mind, you know, the more it grows and the more it like spreads is from what I, you know, come to understand. And, you know the minute like you notice it is when you can begin to dismantle it because i feel like in a spiritualized body you know it, it recognizes something that's foreign when your thoughts are free when it's coming from your divine mind when it's coming from your higher mind when it's coming from truth that involves going into these transformative death rebirth dark night of the soul experiences to just be able to look at all this um you know, it it doesn't have anything to feed on anymore because it really is like a parasite or an entity attachment. We have to look at it like it's a, it's a technological parasite that requires our, um, uh, it requires us to like be, um, enabling it or an agreement to it, like that we can like command to, to be turned off and we can invoke, it to yeah. be like switched off and terminated with our consciousness. So noticing it is to, to notice like, this doesn't feel like me. Like, to, and, and once a person is soul centered enough and lives their truth enough by going into nature and like eating good food, making sure you're detoxing, making sure you speak your truth when you need to speak it, and you're not worried about what other people think, your self-esteem is not defined by the inverted matrix and the reward system of society and all the different things that have been thrown at us about what it means to be smart, successful, beautiful, this or that. You know, when we can cut ourselves from all of it and we can really just be soul centered, we will be able to tell if something isn't ours. It's not our thought. Then we might like realize, okay, there's something in me that's been installed that is not my truth. And recognizing it is the first like step. Now, folks like John Lear were able to remove implants from those that have been abducted. He's not around anymore. Some people, you know, get them removed it's good to get them surgically removed but i think you can just switch them off with mm-hmm. the power of your consciousness
0: i got a question to follow up with that um, when that? i had daryl sims on my show i'm sure you remember daryl he he told me that he they put their search into like the alien implants that they, that they were kind of they were they, they, they thought that the aliens were using the implants to control our like serotonin dopamine you know, which that means mm-hmm. like if they control things, that means well,
2: that's why they, they do trigger events. Like well, that's what the psyops are. And they use social media to create trigger events so that, you know, um, this divide and conquer, just like people like gravitating towards movements or just, you know, just the transgenderism or just here are my pronouns. It's just like it's all based in trauma, wounds and all that patterning that they're utilizing, mm-hmm. and leveraging with the psyops to then, you know, mess with like just our moods right because we're we're operating in this false sense of identity of the the causes we're fighting for that we shouldn't ever had to be fighting for because these are programs we just need to dismantle and know that we all love each other there's no race wars there's no gender confusion we are like masculine and feminine that we're integrating within ourselves we can embrace both without it having to be confusing to the point where we allow our kids to get surgery before they're you know, teenager, you know, it's just like the inversions are insane. I know Indigo probably has a lot to share, so I'll shut up, but you know what I mean? It's like, um, it's so embedded in our culture and what comes through the TV and our devices, like she said, holding up her phone, it's like, we are surrounded by it. So once we can shut it off and like move out of the addiction matrix, you know, because you people get like yeah. addicted to it. You know, and what they're really missing is the mother, because the mother reversals and the loss of the mother and the nurturing unconditional love of the mother and being, you know, really connected to the cycles of nature, knowing that our DNA is earth, air, fire, water, ether, the mitochondrial DNA that we're healing that's been damaged, the ether that is being corrected with the Venus transits, with the pentagram, pointing upright to purify our nucleic acids. You know, this is the great awakening. And all these alignments on a planetary level, they keep creating psyops and 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 targeting. You know, and then the implants and the weaponry and the 5G and the phones and the things that we've been breathing and chemtrails and all of that are all linked into this lower mind that it can only infiltrate if we're in the lower consciousness of divide and conquer, negative ego and victim, uh, savior patterning and all that kind of crap. So we have to just evolve beyond that and like love it unconditionally, move through it, find our laughter See the insanity of it all, divorce it like it's a bad, abusive partner, and know that you're worth way more than that. And it'll be unbelievable to see how this weaponry just falls away. Look at people like Kathy O'Brien, people that have really survived the MK Ultra and like some of the most severe abuses. You know, so I don't want to overly talk there because I know Indigo has a lot to share on this, but. Um- <coughs>
1: yeah well i was following you the whole time you have so much good stuff to say and oh
2: my god you do too i'm just like you're so (laughs) just so fluid and articulate it's like so awesome so anyway yeah no
1: i i knew i i knew i needed to get together with you sometime and have a conversation because a lot of people have honestly told me they're like you need to talk to laura eisenhower you know and i know you yeah i just resonate with um a lot of the stuff you say. And also I think the stuff we've similarly studied, probably a lot of the same things. I've studied a lot of Asha and Nadine as well as Lisa Renee um, and a lot of other things too. Um, But yeah, I'm kind of at this level, I don't really subscribe to free will. I think free will is kind of an illusion. I like to call it divine will. Um, And when you command from a place of divine will, when it comes to removing implants, I think that's when you're commanding with like your full spiritual knowing. I just can't
2: believe you just said that though because I that was just like ringing in my ears cuz I, I absolutely agree, keep going though. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely I think free will can it's it's um it might itself even be some sort of artificial mind control as well. Um but Yeah. In terms of, if I do implant removal, I focus on it a lot. I think the biggest thing with it is to just to be able to identify it, to be able to see where it is inside you, inside the body as you go through more deprogramming of your untruths. And I do, I do removal just simply by a lot of breath work. I think breath work with directing the breath and the consciousness to the place in the body that it's built up energetically and just commanding the release that it's can be really just that simple and then allowing and then just knowing that you're releasing that. And if it resurfaces again, well, then keep working on that part of your body. Um, pulling weed, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. It's just about getting your body more sovereign, your spirit body, your emotional body, your energy body, your physical body, getting it sovereign, um, getting it free, getting it lighter, um, so that way you can accelerate and achieve more on the higher timelines. And um, but it, but I do think it's about knowing that history. Like you just talked about the loss of the mother. Like this takes me back to Kauai, Hawaii. Like Kauai, Hawaii was where that matriarchal devastation took place. So in terms of grid work, I'm even thinking, I need to go to Hawaii. Like, I, I just did a video on Hawaii um, and how magical it is, how there's nowhere else in the world like Hawaii. It's in the center of the Pacific. It's literally its own chakra system. There's seven islands, and each one is, you know, encoded to a chakra. It's the inner earth core um, axis. And it's where the Lemurian Ioni massacre went down. It happened on those lands. So I think it's about restoring ourselves from the original core world wounds. And for feminines and masculines, that happened there in terms of the ascended master lines at that time. You know that that's that's where. So, I mean, there has to be trauma seed codes still in that land that need to be restored, that need to be released in terms of the grid worker perspective. That's what I was just thinking coming into this. Like, oh my gosh, it hit me like a ton of bricks before coming into this um, show. Was how important that that would be to. Um, restored that. And I think, again, for some of these implants, we have to retrieve our Akashic records. We have to retrieve our Akashic history, our Akashic timelines, our past lives, like how we were involved, you know, what we were um, a part of and and not a part of, and what is our truth within this to know which implants you hold. I mean, in terms of the Forest Breeder programs, I mean, I personally um, was holding the 12 Stars of Mary's Crown. I was holding... Uh, you know, the Florida Lease implant and a lot of these other things that came down through these ISIS lines and the Mary Magdalene lines that the women, the Irish lines, the West African, you know, Atlantic um, galactic slave trade, you know, those West African lines, like these are some of the most detrimented and degraded lineages in terms of the forest breeding programs. And so if you have Irish in your bloodline, well, guess what? <laughs> you know, there's probably fractals of your essence that was siphoned and utilized for those rituals and for those programs. And so you've, we've been fractured and separated in so many timelines that it is hard to recollect and, and know that like, there's a part of you that's holding an implant from a timeline from, you know, 200,000 years ago, but hey, like, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work oh my to God, go to that sorry. level for sure
0: i kind of wanted to go on to something else but we we still have a little bit of time i just wanted to ask you about this laura how do i want to say this like okay like i know when you got recruited to go to mars i think it was what 2009 or something you 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 would know better um you you thought that you might have been in an engineered relationship and i i know someone who might also been in one of those recently the more that that person looked into it he thinks that he might have been in that type of deal and i was just thinking is this something that's set up by alien or three-letter agencies and maybe with looking glass technology where like they know what someone to do so they try to like hinder them by putting them into an engineered relationship or how does that work and like or what are your thoughts on that and oh
2: wow that's such a great question well i think with like the looking glass technology they were able to access past lives in order to create the scenario that they needed to create because they i i wasn't like in a my lab thing i wasn't you know eisenhower is not like Illuminati bloodline, um, no satanic ritual abuse or MK ultra, um, in my family. Not to say that I might not have experienced that in a previous life. Um, but I'm just saying that that was not my experience, but from a young age, I knew that there was some intention on me. Like I was like, there was some kind of weaponry on me and I couldn't explain it but I was getting major downloads and I was getting even Eisenhower's just kind of like visiting with me and I was having unbelievable dreams and just all this bigger picture stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I was like the total ADD kid. Right. And like completely didn't like go to school. Like, I'm just like, I'm off over here. Or like doing something else guys. And I'm um, trying to explain it to people. I'm like, okay, it's not going to go very far with people. Um, so yeah, it culminated in 2006. This just attention on me or this force on me, that I, I I couldn't like figure out. And so synchronistically, I, you know, ended up at the Berkeley Psychic Institute. I was going to go to an herbal school in California and they didn't have enough applicants. And I ended up going to the Psychic Institute. And the minute I walked in, you know, they they recognized that Eisenhower was there. <laughs> they didn't even know my name because he was like my guide. And um and that I was just like, just like and, and some of the ones that were really, really good at what they do, um, because there's just a lot of weirdness at that place. Uh, really helped me to understand like this hidden weaponry and this attention on me, and I was like, you know, whatever, you know. I th- and um, so, uh, but th- there was nothing they could really do, so I just had to just sort of surrender. I'm like, okay, well, whatever it is, I'm just gonna like have to confront it. And that's when I moved back to the D.C. area with my boys. I was pretty much mm-hmm. single parenting, and um, and that is around the time that I met the person that was recruiting me to go off planet. And basically it was a group called the aviary. They're connected to MJ 12 and they use uh, technologies like psychotronic weaponry. Um, and they are like ones behind doing my labs. They have uh, um, all sorts of like dark technologies that I noticed that they were doing on him. This is when I learned a lot about what's going on behind the scenes because he would, we met at this gathering and uh, this is when I was kind of in surrender zone. Cause I'm like, I can't create anything. Something's like like has attention on me trying to steer me somewhere I don't want to go. Like that's when you said, how do you notice an implant? Right. They had a tracking something or device Mm -hmm. or some kind of attention on me to steer me somewhere. I didn't want to go. I knew it wasn't my truth anyway. So I, I, I get, you know, to the area where my mom lives and I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, can't just like be all holed up here with my kids. I think I'm just going to go to this festival, like in Charlottesville, Virginia. And I meet this man, And I think I'm meeting him on an organic level and we're just kind of like hanging out and drumming and like, you know, and we're having a conversation we completely hit it off. And then we start dating each other. And when he visits me where I was living in my mom's basement and near DC, he was going to these secret meetings and he was telling me, you know, we're going to Mars and all this and that. And, uh, later on, he told me you weren't, we didn't meet in the organic way. You were actually a mission. I, you were an assignment they knew you're going to be at the event and they had me come in order to bring you into this recruitment. And I was like, Whoa, okay. You know, like that's, um, and, uh, and, and because I was starting to learn that he was also under manipulation cause, uh, and, and he was like being controlled by them. Um, I was like researching and researching, like, who are these people that he's talking to And, and I, you know, like in the, the aviary, they wouldn't like directly talk to me. Um, I had to just figure it out and learn about it. And I had dreams that like helped me to like break through all of it. And, and I, you know, just refused to go. So it was a mixture between um, things that happened in Eisenhower administration, like alternative three, like colonizing Mars had to do with um, just, you know, what me and Andrew Bichaga, who's part of project Pegasus sort of like figured th- there was a well-intentioned alternative three scenario in the event that there would be uh cataclysms or some sort of apocalyptic event that we would protect the human genome and like be on mars right but that got completely infiltrated and and all of that uh just you know and 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 for me just being very prepared as a child being very connected with mother earth and just feeling my mission and calling to just like and and even having experiences when i was a child was like don't let yourself like go anywhere that they're going to take you and just believe in yourself and trust yourself, blah, blah, blah. Um, In those moments, you know, where I didn't have anything to refer to other whistleblowers or people that had uh, like heard of all this. um, Mm -hmm. I just like knew like, yeah, there's absolutely no way. So I would say that it isn't part of the alien agenda, but it's like humans that they've targeted that they are convincing are like heroes. Like he felt like a hero, like I'm rescuing you, you know, from, and, and yes, we're seeing this timeline take us into this new world order that we're crushing. But um, my whole thing is we don't need to evacuate the Earth. I need to stay on Earth and I need to expose these dark technologies and, you know, what healing work we need to do with Mother Earth. It doesn't make any sense to go to Mars. And I had to just like try and communicate. And I'm like, unless you can have me directly talk to these people, why would I just go off? Because what they were hoping with the looking glass technology is they noticed that we were uh, a hierogamic union in a past life or some sort of like sacred union bond in a past life. And so if they could pull him in and use him as bait um, and, and have me fall in love with him, then I'll go anywhere he wants to go. Of course, we'll go to Mars, right? So, yeah, it could have been like breeding programs. It could have, the minute I got, mm-hmm. if I were to go on to Mars, God yeah. only knows but the way it was like the facade of it all was it was a rescue mission and it was, um, not a rescue mission. It was more, um, you've been selected, uh, for your protection or for, you know, to colonize Mars as a permanent colonist, not as a person part of the secret space program or anything like that, but as a permanent colonist, it's too much to unpack, like in such a short show. And I don't want to like dominate with like all of this, um, and overly talk about it. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it has a lot to do with timeline. And a lot of it made sense. And sometimes I would go into self doubt. Lisa Renee actually really helped me. I even wrote her like two years ago. You know, you'd think like I'd process through it enough. It happened in 2006. And I'm like, did I make the right thing? Like, I'm just like, sometimes I'm just like, just lost about it all. And, um, you know, her and others and just always like reassure me. It's like, there were a lot of good intentions with some of this. And, but, you know, you know, those moments of self-doubt, they're fleeting, you know, that's not my my, my true energy, you know, but, but in those moments where you're just like, oh man, you know, just what if, because of the shit show we're up against right now, um, I made the wrong decision. You know, I, I just had a moment like that, right? But that's not normally my moment. When I was up against that, I knew that there was trickery, that there was infiltration. That um, that any sort of event that would cause us to need to evacuate Earth was because of uh, the dark weaponry that they have, like geoengineering, the ability to create superstorms, and engineer these false flag events. Um, and that what we're seeing with like what happened in 2019, we all know what I'm talking about. That this whole agenda. Um, needed to be called out and we needed to like, just be here on a ground level and be the warriors that we are to call it all out. And to like, and that's kind of what it means to me. And that's what you guys are doing. So <laughs> I know, I wish I articulated it better. If I got more sleep last night, it'd be like a little bit.
1: No, that's such a fascinating, my brain's going in so many different directions with everything you're saying. Um, I'm interested about the DC component of it. Um, I'm doing a grid worker event mission in DC um, for the summer solstice to go and like clear the grids there. Um, Yeah. Hey, you're welcome to come.
2: (laughs) That would be amazing. Be in in contact.
1: but I I wanted to say with the aviary, I mean these secret underground type groups in DC. I mean the infiltration there has just got to be insane. I feel like DC is worse than the Vatican. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and like being
2: raised around there, and if we would go to um like Eisenhower, like, because we were raised very normally. Like I think people think, oh, you know, you're an Eisenhower, you must have been raised like other presidential families. Not at all, not at all. We went through uh, to thrift stores growing up and lived in like pretty like dark places. Um, and then my mom got remarried, but when she was a single mom, I mean. No, everybody's had to work really hard. I mean, Eisenhower was not a part of the deep state, not part of the cabal, no relationship with any like banksters or trust funds or anything like that. So it's very different than what one would like hear about. But uh, yeah, so um, you're saying D.C. and and all that. Yeah. So being uh, raised, well, I was born in England, but we ended up moving to D.C. around the age of 11 after living in the New York area when I was young, even being invited to events that were like, Oh, it's the Eisenhower bicentennial. There's going to be a gathering at the white house, you know, to honor Eisenhower, which is kind of a facade because we didn't ri- win the second world war. Right. But I'm like a teenager. I'm like going through the rabbit hole, trying to figure everything out. Cause I'm having these weird dreams as a kid. So <laughs> you, like stick me at one of those parties, give me a little bit of champagne. And I had big mouth. My mom's just like, she, like, what do we do with her? Oh my God. Like, Yeah. I was like onto it from a very young age and I was just had just a loud mouth. So, you know, you're at a table and like Bush seniors right behind you and you're like showing up at christenings. It's such a wild childhood to be surrounded by some of these people. And and it wasn't like an everyday thing. It it, it was a a rarity, but when it did happen um, there were some very funny moments where I would, I would, I would say a few things that, uh, I probably uh well, I should have said, and I'll still continue to say, and that's why I do what I do because we're we're the kind of people that we're 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 not gonna compromise ourselves and we're gonna just live our truth and I mean, I'm just like so interested in like you guys and like how you ended up like with the awareness that you hold and and uh, i I know it's a lot to maybe understand everything that I've shared, but
1: I would love to pick your brain honestly about d c I mean, because you probably have a lot of inside scoop on just the area, the land, the locations. Um, I know there's been a lot of grid tampering. I think it said in like the 1950s, they actually rerouted like the river system up underneath the entire area of D.C. And the sewer system is actually like infiltrated and everything's running through the sewer systems in terms of like, secret operations and they're like heavily guarded like their sewer systems are heavily guarded like snipers like post up around like access to like the sewers and stuff like it's just a lot of information and intel i've got um about it but it would be really um interesting to kind of get your uh intel on the land itself and just like the areas and where is more degraded, where needs more healing. One of the things we've seen looking down um, uh, for like a a pyramidal viewpoint over the White House, it looks like a beehive. It looks like an actual um, queen bee. Um, So almost seeing that that may be an access point to the original honeycomb like Tiamat 5D grid. And that's why the White House was located there. So they're running like a hive net um, through the land there and it's-, oh,
2: You're just, it's just so brilliant how you like connecting that i heard that yeah um, I'd, I'd love to i'd love to show you the some of this he uh, is actually uh, the the same um layout or architecture of what they had on mars and th- there's something about like Sidonia and mars and something with the connection to egypt as well there's
1: interesting there's
2: so much that i used to just really like i was i was just Just having breakthroughs and having breakthroughs, and then just because I guess empathic overload, it almost got to be too much that I just kind of like blasted myself out of it all, and I'm kind of coming back and like reprocessing things. But um, that's why I probably don't seem as sharp as maybe (laughs) I could be. But it's almost like, um, yeah, it's almost like I just I I just like hit a certain level of like overwhelm or just some of the attacks that were coming through the partnerships because that Mars recruitment was through a partner, you know, it's always like through a partner. Fortunately, my current partner is like immune to it and it's not like that, but, um, yeah, I'm just like, still like recovering from a lot of, uh, different attempts
1: to really derail me. (laughs) That's fine. Well, that's, those are going back to forced breeder implants. (sighs) Like, that's what a lot of it is too like they they track there's like a reptilian the reptilian gene code tracks um particular like female bloodlines as well so it could be one way that like those type of partnerships have come in i know for me it, it has in my life it's definitely um i feel like i was definitely tracked and targeted for my reproduction and for my fertility in this life so i feel like i'm an active um I don't want to use the word like victim, but I I was uh, in the force breeder programs. I feel in this life. Um, so yeah, it was a real crazy journey. That's how I've identified this, anyways. This is how this was my way of deprogramming what felt like was, I guess, taken from me. Yeah. Um. In a lot of ways. So yeah, this is all runs really really deep, for sure. But. Yeah, that's why I think we're all in the work that we do is to just to help restore this level of our sustainability, our eternal consciousness, you know, what we are here in human form and how we can achieve the eternal state. But yeah, um no, this has been so amazing. I resonate with you so much. Oh this gosh, was- me too. I'm so wow. So awesome. Thank yeah, you guys- for
0: yeah. Oh, I sorry. Look forward to yeah, more
1: we, 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 forward we, we,
2: conversations. It's just like wow, it's just like getting warmed up.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can go for another um, hour, Rob. <laughs> I know. thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm so glad I was able to get you guys together. I, I thought this went amazing. Like I, I'm so happy. Um, and, uh, and and and, can you guys each tell um, everyone where to find you? Indy, do you want to go first? And and anything you want to promote too.
1: Yeah, thanks, Rob. Uh, you can find me at indigoangel222.com or indigoangel on YouTube, all one word. And um, I do lots of coursework. So um, just recently did a grid work facilitator course, a starseed expansion course and a healing the womb course and also doing the DC event um June 20th through June 22nd, 2023. And you can find um, the information to all of that underneath my coursework tab um, on indigoangel222.com. I also do um, grid work remote sessions once a month on my Patreon as well, patreon.com forward slash indigoangel. Yeah,
2: so I'm uh, cosmicguide.org. Everything's pretty much there. I have a subscription that you can sign up for i do medical and intuitive astrology sessions with people and gather just uh people together in these zoom events with guests and uh, we do mini readings and just just connect people together to just share what they're going through and um, all the different events that i'll be doing i post there and yeah all my links all our alternative platforms that I'm on are, are all linked on my website. And uh, yeah, I uh, just am just going to keep everything there. So anything that I'm doing, you can find on cosmicguide.org.
0: Well, the that, that's awesome.
2: Insane. So yeah, just trying to rebuild platforms and getting my book out and just doing events as much as I can and and I will start to do workshops and start to like ground into some other things eventually. But um yeah, it's it's just uh just kind of like riding the waves of a lot of like change right now.
1: <laughs> well I think you're amazing. I was I was looking you up on YouTube and I was I came across an interview you did 10 years ago with Russell Brand. Oh yeah. I was like, wow, what an interesting experience. How'd
0: you get on there? That's insane. Like that. Holy shit. Yeah. Like you were, you, well, you were really on Russell
1: since. since he hasn't been in touch since.
2: Um, yeah, no, that was, that was pretty funny. There was only so much you can really say. Right. And so it almost had to be like, like comical. And I knew that I was going to just kind of be up there to be sort of laughed at. And,
1: um, and you know his style, so yeah, it was it was fun though. But that was him ten years ago. Now, I mean, he's kind of like really in more of the spiritual, you know, community. It seems like he's I more think invested, he's spiritual, so. but
0: I just think he's counterintelligence. I don't, I don't really, I don't really dig There's that.
1: Yeah, I, I, the, the,
2: the, I, I see those red flags too, and that's big time, big time. You okay. know, that's what's so difficult. Uh, 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 and, and i know this could be a whole other show and we could just talk for hours all of us is 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 that whole like you know somebody who seems to be wanting to expose things and speak truth and advocate for you know the crimes against humanity that don't get called out and then there's just like something there you know but but at the same time i want to hold space for the good that i see that they're doing and not you know, so it's it's just something like that with him. And I, I haven't listened to any of his latest stuff, but um, you know, I just hope that we can help people to want to break free of whatever manipulation is causing them to still have some sort of connection. Is it is there blackmail? Is it because of money? Is it because of this or that? It's like, you know, how can we encourage them instead of I don't know. But yeah, no, there's 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 a lot of people that and people have like thought that about me, and we have to be discerning. But you know, holding that unconditional love, also taking what resonates and leaving the rest, and knowing that we don't need to follow anybody, we don't need to hook into anything. That's what we're breaking because we're sovereign, and and we're here to awaken to our truth, and um, and and find resonance with one another to be in harmony. Because uh, diversity and harmony is true unity and um so i just hope for the best with 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 that kind of thing but yeah i i i know what you're talking about there and i need to shut up because i know it's time to go
0: <laughs> no, no that's fine you, we can keep talking i was just gonna say that, to tell everybody my links uh anything if you, anybody you guys want to follow me my links are in the description but i think most of the people that are watching are already my subscribers but um if you want to donate this is my only job right now i'm doing the podcast full time i have made a commitment not to go back to nine to five because it's hell and like. I just, I will not deal with it. Like I'll go broke before I have to deal with that nine to five bullshit. Like, but I'm I'm all right. So don't worry about me. So, I mean, like I'll be making videos for you guys every day. Like I do for a while, you know, until, you know, until the wheels fall off and they're starting to fall off. No, I'm just kidding. I'm (laughs) kidding. It's just a joke. Uh,
1: Yeah, Rob, um, I'd like to vouch for you. That's all I have to say. Well, I'd like to vouch for you. I would really like to vouch for you and just say everyone who watches your channel and, really likes your work, that they should definitely make a donation to you because you work so hard. You bring on such amazing incredible people on your channel oh, and geez, I man. mean you're doing it for free really. I mean people have to know you're doing this for free and so I really hope that they donate to you because yeah you deserve it. That's awesome
0: yeah, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. This is like major work right?
2: I mean I mean, where it, anybody who's out there putting out free you know material and you're watching it it's like yeah just any kind of support it's it's, it's it allows you to keep yeah. doing what you're doing and all of us right so thanks definitely yeah
0: both. i appreciate both of you I, I i'm so glad i got you guys together and thank everybody for tuning in tonight and uh yeah until next time and uh thank everyone have a good night
2: Bye. Thank you.